Today's episode of NBA Group Chat is brought to you by Hotel Tonight. Let me tell you about this amazing hotel booking app called Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight is an app that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute. It's perfect for a spontaneous getaway or indulging in a little staycation. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps and a swipe. Or if you're the type who likes to plan ahead and have things locked down, you can actually book a room in advance with Hotel Tonight, up to seven days in advance everywhere and up to 100 days in advance in certain major cities. Whether you need a room tonight, tomorrow or beyond, you definitely want to download the Hotel Tonight app. So what are are you waiting for get in on these killer last minute deals and download the hotel tonight app now basketball is very good the rockets are better without chris paul Giannis will win the mvp what if kyrie irving is actually god basketball is very good hello and welcome to another edition of nba group chat uh thank you to isaac lee for our new theme music with justin varrier hi friends Hey, Haley O'Shaughnessy. Hello. Man, I guess we have to talk about the Cavaliers. Yeah. Uh, because that seems to be the story of the week. It started with the Cavaliers. We are ending with the Cavaliers. Um, they're not good right now. This doesn't seem like a well-constructed basketball team. They yep. don't seem ready for the season. Okay, but did it ever? Uh, like, remember two uh, weeks ago, we were, like, we were like, oh, are you falling for it? Everyone was falling for it. <laughs> I feel so validated right now. I feel like you have the take, so just let them let fly. Well, okay. So first of all, I don't think that LeBron always does this in the regular season or he has since he's been like, I need to save my body because I know that we're going to the finals because I know that the East is trash. Right. Seven years kind of does that. Right. So part of me is like, okay, maybe he's just doing that again. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is like with this roster, I'm not entirely sure you can put it on such a low cruise control. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Haley on this one. I look at like just the offseason that they have. I think we were very much skeptical. At least this side we of were. the table. Yeah, this side of the was, table was, was skeptical. Someone over there was ready to put like 500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect, extremely glad that didn't happen. Well, you look at what they needed in this offseason. You're like, oh, wings to play against the Warriors. It didn't get that. They yeah. went after Paul George. All of that fell flat. Uh, Paul George, Jimmy, like literally yes. everyone they were supposed to get. They needed they an upgrade, yeah. especially at the wing. They didn't get that. Defensively, they were always bad. They, they turned it on the playoffs enough that they can kind of get to the finals again. But that was always going to be a source spot and also ball handlers you look at like the whole thing last season was LeBron was griping about not having guys to kind of spell him to kind of give him some time off to be able to take those plays I mean he was pretty much throwing shade at Kay Felder the whole we season a as a result guard. Yeah. yeah and they didn't get any of that you have Jose Calderon already playing way too many minutes every well the last two years it's like let me get this over the hill point guard and then they act like it's gonna work and it's never worked yeah you guys so. done? <laughs> That's it? Wait, I also want to throw a stat out there because I saw this morning. I think this is very relevant. Got data. Uh, Dave McMenamin of ESPN said that it was the most lopsided losing streak of LeBron's career. So they lost the last four by a combined 63 points. Several points. And that has not happened since his rookie year, which it didn't even happen. That was 61 points. Chris. Kyle. Play my music. My this is Sparta! I don't care. <laughs> I'm dying on this hill. We are going to be here in six months talking about the Cavs finals chances against the Warriors because this is not a normal team. It has never been a normal team. So judging them against things like, do you guys have ball handlers? Is the defense right yet? Yada, yada. Like, did you not get Jimmy? Did you not get Paul? 
I don't think this team is well constructed at all. <laughs> I don't know if Ty Lue can coach. This Derrick Rose thing might have been a very bad idea. The Dwayne Wade thing might have been very worse. Tristan Thompson is hurt. Kevin Lovin is a very bad defender. <laughs> I don't think it matters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, they honestly, have like LeBron. And I yeah. like unlike Kyrie, I do trust my eyes. I do believe in what I've seen before. And until told otherwise, like, I'll just be happy to be wrong. In- Have you ever seen a picture of LeBron there? Have you, like, has anyone ever seen an actual picture? Okay, no. Here's my thing. I kind of agree with you. I do, and, too. I can see where you're coming from. And the East is worse than ever? Like, the Celtics I just, are their so only... There's so much parody. I, hey, I feel like the, the East might just tear it, the magic itself and the apart Boston all season. Are tied for first. I know, but I think that they are actually so... I think that this might. I don't even think that the East parity will like play into the Cleveland's hands or not. I I just honestly don't think that they think the season is even started yet. I just look right. at. I mean, I guess that's fine if you're saying that the Cavs are always going to lose to the Warriors anyway. And I'm just looking at their team. I mean, if even going into the finals, their ideal scenario is worse than last year. Like Isaiah Thomas, even if he is moderately healthy, is worse than Kyrie Irving. Like even from a defensive standpoint, he doesn't have the body. Right. To and throw Isaiah at Thomas and Kevin Love being on the f- and frankly Jay Dwayne Crowder. Wade being on the floor at the same t- t- time is not. They're not even playing Jake Crowder that much. Right. Because right. he's not Which good. Is, he has like an yeah. APER. Right. So I just think when you look back over the last three years of this team, we're talking about a team that. Uh, went to the finals and then fired their coach. A team that went to three three finals and then fired their GM or parted ways with their GM. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a team that got rid of the second best player on the team who was supposed to be the future of the franchise. Like, nothing about this team is normal. Yet somehow, some way, at the end of the day, they figure out a way to get there. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I look around and I do think that if they can start to tinker with their rotations, if they start to get guys healthy at the right time, they have more depth than Washington, and they have more experience than Boston. And I do think that that stuff will come into play in the playoffs. It is going to be an incredible test of switch flipping at the end of the season. And we're going to find out whether or not, if you've got LeBron, can you essentially be in like second gear from, for the first three quarters of the season? I don't think that this, this team will turn into an elite defense overnight, but everything that we know about basketball, about team construction, about where you need to be in terms of like point differential or offensive defensive rating or whatever. I just think that like, okay, but they have LeBron and I, I, I don't even like being simplistic like this. I want things to change. I don't, I don't, like relying on received wisdom like this but i just have never been he's never proven us wrong he just goes to the finals that's just what he does lebron is like one of the like two people in the league right now who can just no matter what take over a game and decide he's gonna win it right yeah but i mean and the other thing is like kemba walker yes (laughs) i love you so much it's actually victor oladipo so um in the they had that team meeting and it said so LeBron was upbeat in it. And I'm like, yeah, because you're LeBron. You know you can do whatever it's you Halloween, want. Because it's Halloween. Because he just spent like a million dollars dressing up like Pennywise and throwing a huge <laughs> Halloween party. Well, it's very comforting that the other team you mentioned is the Heat with Dean Waiters is their best player. Yes. It's, no, yeah. but I mean, they're just more vulnerable than ever. And I think you go into the playoffs, I think like it's possible that if the Wizards get their stuff together, they swing a trade, I think they might be able to contend with them. I think if any of these teams that are kind of on the fringes, if Milwaukee... Uh, maybe gets an Eric Bledsoe, someone like that. I think it's possible, and it's kind of like it's like an apocalyptic situation. Yes. and you're like, oh, we have this gamma ray. It's been fine before. Like it took out Mothra. Let's just <laughs> let's just rely on this gamma ray. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, no, let's like get a new gamma ray. Let's like find the you dopest technology. You die first in one of these movies because you'd be worried. <laughs> you'd be too worried. I'd be like Harrison Ford. I'd just be like, it's all right, kid. Don't worry about it. You'd be like, no, we've got to get a gamma ray. Okay. I don't, right. I'm not sure that. 
like I've been saying, okay, the wizards are the ones who can surpass them, but I'm not entirely they like they a lot would have to happen. It's not even just the bench. It's like already this early in the season. I'm like, you guys cannot close a game. Oh yeah, especially when John Wall tries to be Russell Westbrook and just is why. a very poor imitation of it. Yeah, all. that that's worrisome to me. But I for me, I'm like, okay, the Wizards, the Celtics, the Bucks. They're the only ones who can. Yeah, those are the four. So it's a, it's, I think it actually depends more on them well, and what they do than the Cavaliers. And the Hornets. All right, let's talk about another team that maybe isn't quite living up to expectations. That's Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Giannis making the leap, MVP candidate. We're all excited. But the team itself is stop and start, right? And maybe that's like fine for the beginning of the season. A bunch of teams are sort of bunched around 500 it's not a big deal. But when you actually like look underneath the hood a little bit and you check in with some Bucks fans on Twitter, granted, not like maybe the best representation, but a lot of Bucks fans are like out on kid and are really upset about their offense, which is actually, you know, you we actually, you know, you think about Giannis, you're like, oh, the offense must be doing, but they're actually like really frustrated with this offense. Right. Actually, I would argue that the defense is worse and more troublesome, especially like from last night's game. That was like a huge example. But all of their defensive problems are problems that young teams just have and have to work out. Like uh, last or last night, like they had tons of fouls, especially in the fourth. Jan has gotten foul trouble, but I think that two of those were actually offensive. But that is a young team. You know what I mean? They, they let someone go off in the fourth. Granted, it was rookie Malik Monk. And like I said, like I've seen that a million times as a Louisville fan. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still haunted by that. But I mean, you have to be able to like guard and stop a guy like that. I'd be more worried about the defense. And last night, actually, they, like they assisted. On, it was some crazy number. Like they assisted on a super high number of their baskets. I think who had like a career high scoring night? Was it Chris Middleton? I think so. Yeah, Middleton went off. Yeah, 43 points. And then uh, Giannis is like always, you know, stunning. So seriously, I would be more worried about the defense. But I know that they're upset with Kit. I've seen that on Twitter too. Yeah, I mean, Giannis has been great. We all love Giannis. Uh, I think he's exceeding our expectations, especially at this point in his career. I think not to be reductive, but you look around at the league, you look at that game the other night against the Thunder, and the Thunder have three really good players, or two and a half. As one might say. Oh my God. As, <laughs> as you might say. <laughs> but like the the books only have just one guy. And you look at the roster, I think you're starting to see the cracks starting to form. Uh, you look at the entire East, they only have, it's kind of a one superstar like conference at this point. Yeah. And you wonder how long that could take them. Um, and I, I think the Bucs are a prime candidate to make a trade. Uh, I think they need to at this point. So when you look at this team, is there like a way you think that? Is there like an obvious fix, right? Like, is there like a, you guys can't start Thon or you guys can't, you you have to play this person over this person? Well, they started Henson last night because he's a better two-way player yeah. and their defense still looked terrible. Yeah, they're, they're relying a lot on Thon, which I think is not a good sign. Right. I mean, it's good to get him these reps early well, on. kid's kind of a gambler, right? Like, this right. is like his thing is like he's going to take a guy and he's going to make him better through experience, right? I mean, that's right. sort of what he did with Giannis. Right, exactly. I guess just the the expectations have risen at this point. Yeah. They don't have that the time to do it. That pays off so much more than coaches who don't let their, you know what I mean? It pays yeah, off sure. in the future. Oh, so sure. it just depends on like, are you willing to wait it out? Right. I guess the big thing for this team is just Jabari. Like, what are you going to get when he comes back? Because I think if he does come back and looks like the type of guy he was before, I think this team takes another leap uh, perhaps into maybe a top tier Eastern Conference team without ever having to give anything up. Um, but other than that, right now, I'm just kind of wait and see mode. I, I really am not struck by this team. I don't think that they're going to really push the Cavs uh, at all. Yeah, get a solid point guard and that would really help. Right. But I mean, honestly, like 
sure, Giannis is their one star. And you said like in the Eastern Conference now we're like a one star league. But the Bucks have a lot of really solid role play guys. Sure. I mean, rookie of the year, granted in the weak year, but still Chris Middleton. I like them. Yeah. All right. Uh, Haley's going to come back in a little bit and talk about the Suns and the Nuggets and the Wolves and some teams that are maybe outperforming expectations. But before that, we're going to hear from a quick word from our sponsors. And then we're going to talk to Jason Concepcion about the Knicks. Today's episode of the Ringer NBA show is brought to you by my bookie. You know who's going to win, right? You're only listening to this podcast for the memes and the lols. You don't need any information. So why don't you lay down some cash and win big today? Put your money where your mouth is. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. Here's the deal. You win. They pay. They got action on NBA, NFL, hockey, and more. You choose your game and you place your pick. They even have in-game live betting so that you can place a bet after tip-off and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code RINGERNBA to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, we're back. NBA group chat. Justin, we are joined now by Jason Concepcion, noted Knicks fan. The Knicks are three and four, but are we sure they're three and four? What if they're like three and eight? Right. We didn't see the other three games because they're happening in another dimension. But the thing is, like, is is when you say three, do you count one as one of the numbers? I'm asking. I just want to know. I just want to start a dialogue. What's your problem? You actually start at 10. So these games actually don't count. Right. That's what I'm saying. So if you go like if you say three and then two games before, is that do you count three and two? And so then there's one left over. I think so. How I big are Frankie's feet on the, on the moon? On the moon? On the moon yeah. Are we even sure that, that if he was on the moon, would it they be feet? Oof. Well, are we talking meters or are we talking? I know. It's like, what are they in the metric system in France? Right. Are we sure? Or the, or the moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason, the Knicks yeah. are three and four. Let's just pretend. Sure. And Kristaps uh, Porzingis is one of the 10 best players in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, sure. Five? Not yet. Okay. I mean, he. I think he has top five potentials for sure. Is he one of the 10 best? I wouldn't. Uh, 15? 15, I'd say. Yeah. 15, 15 for feels sure. Right. 15 feels, yeah. feels right. Uh we did a group post on the ringer just kind of surveying Knicks fans and you mm-hmm. were by far the most sober. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to just keep it under control okay. right now mm-hmm. because when I saw my son absolutely barbecue Tristan Thompson, who we now find out is injured. Um, but is he, you know, like, can right. like <laughs> these are the questions we need. To I be just want to know. I just want to know, like how do legs work? How do tendons work? Um, <laughs> I just got very excited. You know, he's doing things that I didn't, I did not expect him to be a legitimate candidate for a scoring leader this season. Like I thought, okay, 25 points a game, sure. But, you know, it's, it's, it seems unlikely that he would win the scoring, the scoring title, but it doesn't seem crazy. And it would, it would have seemed crazy three weeks ago. I mean, he's like unguardable. He's unguardable. I can't tell whether they're beneficiaries of uh, good teams kind of easing their way into the season. A little bit. Or they are actually taking advantage of the fact that, I mean, or whether they're actually good. You know what I mean? Whether they're actually not as bad as we thought they were going to be. And Kristaps is enough to win on any given night. Yeah, I don't think they're good. I think their problem is actually going to be that they're too good to be super bad. Yes. Like, I wonder if we look back a few months from now and we'll say, oh, this is actually worse for them. Because Kristaps is so good right now that they can't tank to the level where they get the type of guy they need next year. Yeah, you were talking about this the other day, right? Yeah, because, you know, they have... 
a lot of money tied up in Tim Hardaway Jr., Joe Kim Noah, uh, whose you know body is made of chalk and is suspended. Moon dust. Moon du- you know, is there dust on the moon? I just want to know. <laughs> and who's uh, suspended for a number of games whenever he gets healthy for over-the-counter PEDs. And Ennis Cantor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they need cheap, young talent. I mean, that's how you build in the NBA. They're looking for that second star. It's not, you know, Nilakina. I like, but is he ever going to be the one of your top three players on a team that's capable of winning a championship? You know, like, I don't know if he projects that high. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the secondary star on this team? You, they're looking for him. Um, they have I, a couple things going for them, though. Sure. Right? Okay, so first of all, they have weirdly immediately become lovable. Yeah. Again, which is like they take a year off from being lovable. They, they, they'll have young like a players, bad, man. crappy veteran team yeah. that's overpaid and they all hate each other. And then they have young players and they look good. They have, um, they're always going to be a free agent destination no matter what. Like Are they, they? Yeah, I feel like it's just New York's cool. Like it's really nice to live there. Like, and yeah. if you get paid really well and you live in New York, like that's fun. I got to tell you, I, I, I agree that that will come back. I just feel like the stink from the way they handled Mello and us over the summer is real. You know, Zach Lowe reported, former uh, our former colleague, Zach Lowe reported that uh, it's a destination of last resort for a lot of people, just the way they treat their players. Like, obviously, Phil is gone. A lot of that regime is gone, but James Dolan still owns the team. Sure, and like people are, there's going to be a residual, like, didn't yeah. like the way the mellow happened thing that's going to go through the league. But I think in a year or two plus, like, I kind of think Scott Perry seems to know what he's doing to uh, some extent. I mean, I, that, that Tim Hardaway Jr., t- contract aside was that his yeah yeah was it his no it was it was, it was, it was mills mills, mills. last resort it was it was like that was like when uh someone's child like grabs their phone and then accidentally orders like 500 dollars <laughs> yeah. worth of apps <laughs> and then david, <laughs> like, david griffin <laughs> fell off the map as soon as that happened and you realize yes. that like rather than actually go through apple customer service to try and say like i didn't mean to do this you're right. just like i'm just gonna take that i'm L. just gonna eat it well, this yeah. is where Porzingis is actually so important like yeah. the yeah. fact that he's playing so well now yes. might like hurt them in terms of the draft but now it's like oh guys around the league maybe when they do get cap space within, right. in like 20 years or whenever they do actually have it like oh let's go play with Porzingis. he's the next guy I think he's the type of guy that people would want to win with. I, it's Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of the NBA is get a guy like that on your team. Yeah, get a right. top 10 player, top five player on your team. And he will be that. I don't think anything speaks more highly of the, uh, like it's of, of the way that we have evolved as basketball fans. than the fact that Frank Tilakina, Milakina, yeah, Frankie smokes, Frankie smokes has <laughs> nightly defensive highlight compilations yeah. now, like five it. minute long. Yeah, the hive is buzzing. Like, here's yeah. Frank. Here's Frank guarding a guy. His hedging is so great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at the way he angles his body, guys. Ice. Look at that uh, dude. Look, yeah. Ice. Aware of uh, aware of the pick. What's up? What's up? so? <laughs> he's mean, really good. I, defensively, he's really good. He's like uh, he's top fifteen in steals, averaging two steals a game. His defensive instincts are great. Not a good shooter. Right. And his handle is extremely rickety. Can we chat a little bit about not being a good shooter? Yeah. <laughs> this is something you wrote about in this piece you wrote about, about whether or not the league is catching up to the sort of model of Magic Johnson. And, and basically this idea that with Giannis and Ben Simmons, right. have we already transcended the idea that you need to be a good shooter to be the point guard? And, you know, there were plenty of point guards that are not, like, I would say knockdown shooters. And then right. you've got, like, Rondo. Right. But... Could we actually have already changed the channel to like there's some paradigm shifting going on and like shooting isn't as important from every position in the perimeter like that? I I think the difference is you need to have shooting around the floor 
that's not your point guard. And also the yeah. thing with Simmons and, and, and Giannis is they're just huge and they can run at you at speed and they can see over everything. Yes. And so therefore, you know, they can really get anywhere they want to on the court, which mitigates the need for that three pointer. Does that work when a guy is normal size, like, you know, Nilakina size? Sure. Does it work when they're under 6'10 and without a handle? I think Lonzo Ball is as uh, the example for the answer being no. Yeah. And Nilakina will need to develop a, a three-pointer. Right. I think it's becoming more that the rest of your roster needs right. to be able to shoot. Yeah. So it's not so much more like two or three guys. Now you have to have four yeah. at a minimum. Right. And like you look at the Warriors, they're successful because everybody can shoot. With sort of the right. invert Stan Van big man with shooters. It's now right. point guard with shooters. Yeah. Simmons is out there like tossing it back to Embiid on the fade to right. the three-point line. You know, so. And it, that, that that's basically impossible to guard A and yep. B. When you're talking about Giannis and Simmons, you're talking about two guys who can get from the three point line to the rim in two steps, yeah, and jam it on anybody. Yeah, that's the thing about Giannis is like he takes off from the dotted circle, yeah, mm-hmm. and you have to guard him out there. Yeah, that's so wild to have that be like a move. Yeah, you know, like like it's just like well, you could do a jab step, and then you could try like <laughs> no. no, this guy just can take off from like eleven feet, right, and, and make something happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. So in when do you think the honeymoon ends for the Knicks? Yes, or the uh, well, last night. Yeah, I mean. It's funny because the Rockets are exactly the kind of team that's... The Rockets have victimized the Knicks a lot over the years, and they're the exact kind of team that victimizes the Knicks. There's a lot of motion, puts their defense into total disarray. You have to communicate against them, and you have to communicate on switches, and it's just not going to happen. Uh, I think the the honeymoon will roll on, especially if Porzingis keeps scoring 25, yeah. 28, 30 points a game um, because Knicks fans just want to see... Their young players develop. Like, put those young guys out there. Yeah. Nilakina, play them big minutes. Hernan Gomez, throw them out there. Okay. Let's see it. It's surprising that the Knicks haven't been lovable and bad simultaneously in like yeah. forever. Like, that seems like a pretty easy combination. Yeah. It's just like, oh, let's invest in, in hope and youth. Like, that seems like a pretty easy thing, but they've never been able to get it right. Yeah. I mean, like, every time, if you look at the, the, the interesting thing about the Knicks is they have this uh, reputation for being terrible at drafting, but actually they're quite good. Yeah. Right. They're quite solid drafters, you know. Um, Nene, uh, Channing Fry, Channing Fry, Ariza. These are all They're good players. They're rarely drafting from a position of power, and they often David get Lee. useful players. Lee, yeah, yeah. And then, but but the thing is, like with the exception of guys like David Lee, they don't uh, stick around to find out what what's going to happen. Right. Like if they had drafted Draymond Green, they would have traded him. This is just like <laughs> I, I will regret saying this now, but the Perry Hornacek and weirdly Steve Mills, yeah. who I don't really. All I know is that he has been present for all the disasters, right. which is sort of like guilt by association. They seem like they're all singing from the same hymn book, and Hornacek actually gets to run whatever he wants to run right. this season. I know that there's the, a lot of debate about whether or not he knows what he's doing or not, but uh, I think they look pretty good. You know, I mean, and they, like they'll probably beat the Suns on you know their next game, and like that's 500, and they'll, they could keep trucking along. I agree. There just hasn't been like a jump, a jackrabbit team who's gotten out to like an you know an eight and one record yet so like there's there's a lot of hope there okay thanks for joining us man thank you guys okay Haley's gonna come back in just a second but first a quick word from our sponsors 
Today's episode of the Ringer NBA show is brought to you by Wish. You want to save big? Over 300 million smart and thrifty shoppers have discovered Wish, the mobile mall app that connects you to thousands of merchants. Wish makes it easy to shop fashion, shoes, electronics, kitchen gadgets, and more directly from the makers. That way you pay 60 to 90% less of what you'd pay in store. No markups, no overpay, and they even have an outlet section complete with products from amazing brands like Polo, Champion, Wrangler, and Hanes. And if you wait a few weeks for delivery, you'll get lower shipping prices than almost anywhere else. No wonder it is the number one shopping app on the App Store and Google Play and the highest rated mobile shopping app in the world. Plus, all you basketball fans will be glad to know that Wish is the official mobile shopping partner of the Los Angeles Lakers. And now, for our listeners, Wish is offering all new users a free gift with purchase. But dedicated Wish lovers, don't worry about being left out. All listeners can get 20% off your purchase by using Ringer NBA as a promo code. Get that Kuzma jersey. Just download and open your Wish app, find things that you didn't even know you needed, and enter my code Ringer NBA for 20% off your purchase. Okay, thanks to Jason for joining us. That was uh, that was illuminating. And uh, we're back. Haley's back. It was mysterious. <laughs> Haley's back, back from the moon. And uh, let's talk about some teams that are maybe like kind of outperforming their expectations a little bit. And we'll start with the Suns because I think the expectations were this is going to be the worst team in the league, mm-hmm. and they will be lucky to score eighty points a game. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden they're five hundred, right? Yeah, close it, to it. Yeah, they're three and four, I think. They have they lost like one game under Triano so far. Yep, three and one. And Bender back. Bender right. here. He never was here before, so he's not really back. Um, they look good. TJ Warren looks like yes. a, like a like the second scorer that Booker needed. Yes, but you know, like those days when it's pouring rain, and then you're like, "No, we live in Los Angeles." So I don't okay, that. true, true. But being from <laughs> Kentucky, like I'll just let you guys know about what rain is. So like it's going down, and then you like it stops, and you're like, "I'm gonna go to the store," but yes. then you go outside, and, it's and it starts again. Yeah, that's what look, you're, the storm is coming. Yes, and maybe it's like going to be a lighter rain, but. Like rallying around the fact that like being around this coach was miserable. Like you could kind of get that from like the Suns locker room and being around a guy who didn't want to be here was miserable. It's easy to like go on this spree of like, oh, we're united now. This is a new start. But at the end of the day, like the tools are still young. The tools still aren't exactly there. So I'm not hopeful that they're going to like make the playoffs or anything. No, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but it is interesting. Like they were the biggest reason for like P- teams lopsided point differential. I think like Portland and Oklahoma both had like were one and two Rec- yeah. in point differential. And I was like, oh, they played the Suns. Yeah. yeah Single handedly made Lonzo Ball look good. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only reason all of his stats are up. Uh, yeah, I know with this team, I think it's encouraging at the very least. You want to see signs of life from some of these guys. I mean, I, we were talking about this just last week. We were saying, oh, it's kind of people are freaking out about how bad they were. But yeah. it maybe it was just probably an optics thing Sure, that they were always intending to be bad, that being bad is actually good for them in the future. I think this is kind of the right level of bad yes. you want right. from a team like this. Yeah, it's go one like and two scary, every week or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You're not getting calls from Adam Silver. And on the same time, you're seeing some things from the young guys. Devin yeah. Booker really needs to be a frontline scorer. He needs to show things on the defensive end. TJ Warren, a guy that I really have never liked. But when he's going why, off for why 40. Why you liked him? Just because he's like got that weird mid-range, like, mid-range jumper game? Yeah, I, I'm never a fan of those type of guys. I, I never saw the shooting there. He was always a scorer first and maybe not enough of the other stuff. Yeah. He didn't get enough guys involved. Uh, I've felt like he was more of a stopgap sort of guy at the wing and he still might be that but I mean if he can score 40 that's a sign of life that you didn't have before but I think you want to see Chris do things I think you want to see Bender do things 
this is this is good. This is about as good as it's gonna get for Phoenix. It's wild to see like how much crisper and like with a like just it, they are a decidedly different team under Triano than they were under Watson. It's like right, you wonder if, what Watson was doing. Well, yeah. everyone says that his stuff was like elementary, right? You know, so it's just like that frustrates players. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Especially if you had like a good college coach or a good former coach, like that is very frustrating. Yeah, I guess being Tyson Chandler's like really good friend isn't qualifying right. for head coach. <laughs> yeah, right. it's not a good thing to be. Yeah. I mean, it didn't get them Lamarcus Aldridge. So yes, let's talk about another team that sort of turned it around. I think we had much higher expectations for them. So the Nuggets who kind of continue to win games. And this is one of those teams where, like, if you check a box score at the end of the night, you're like, how did you guys win this game? Everybody right. here scored 12 points. <laughs> right. And yet Jokic has, like, six points and 28 assists and 28 boards. And you're just like, oh, I guess that might be it. Right. But they are kind of recovering from an early season stumble. Uh, and they were a really sexy pick for a playoffs team. What, are you, have you seen anything of them in the last week that's like, oh, they figured this out? I think last night was probably as hopeful as you're going to get. I think just because we expected the offense to be there. And when you score 129 points on a Raptors team, that's pretty good that Danny Chow will say is the best team in the East. Right. Uh, I think that's what they're going to have to do because I'm still really worried about the defense. They're relying a lot on Jamal Murray which I think was kind of like the sneaky story about this team going into the season. You look at Millsap, you look at Jokic, Wilson Chandler's fine, Gary Harris is apparently like the second coming of James Harden or whatever. (laughs) Um, But Jamal Murray, they don't really have a point guard. They got rid of Jameer Nelson for some reason, just to add Richard Jefferson, who's 40 and doing questionable things to stay on the court. Playing Moutier now, yeah. Right. I think you need something at the point guard, and I think Murray is starting to show signs of life, but I'm still a little concerned that he's going to be the guy. Yeah, they're really only playing Moutier 21 minutes a game so it's not like they're like riding him right um so they're they are asking jamal to do playmaking and i you know obviously when they have somebody like Jokic who's creating from that position it's sort of it's 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 sort of of a paradigm changing idea about like how you run your offense like do you really do just need somebody to bring the ball up if somebody is passing out of the post like that right um what do you think about their chances to get to the playoffs. I mean, have you, is it, have you revised not, your opinions about them at I'm all? I'm not sure just yet because I need to make sure that what happened last night can be consistent and not just like random, you know, like once a week type thing. Like when all of them are clicking together on offense. And also, like Justin said, their defense has to be better. Yeah. So I'm not sure the defense is going to come. I think that them clicking like that on offense could be consistent, but, you know, what are we, like, seven games in? Yeah, I mean, we're only two weeks into the season, which I guess is part of a larger conversation about, like, the way that we've sort of been evaluating these teams. We've already panicked about, like, three or four different teams. Some legitimately, though. Yeah. Are you talking about the Cavs again? I am. And then, (laughs) you know, a team like the Suns can go from, oh, God, like, they're making the Sixers of 2014-15 look like, you know, the Lakers with Kobe and Powell and Lamar (laughs) Odom. Right, right. you know they'll they'll figure like this this Nuggets team is going to go through its lumps. I'm really curious to see where the separation is going to come in the West because right now, you know they have like these teams down at the bottom where it's like New Orleans obviously dealing with a bunch of of you know with, with the injury for Cousins. But right now it's like New Orleans is three and five and the Lakers are three and four. 
But everybody else is 500 above. Oh, and, and the Kings and the Mavs suck, but I wasn't even talking about them. But that whole Phoenix and above are all bunched together. Right. You know what I mean? And so I'm curious when the separation will come and where it will come. Will yeah. it be bunched up where the seventh team could get to the fourth seed really easily? And how that will affect how teams play on a night-to-night basis. Yeah, things aren't as clearly defined as I think we thought they would be going into the season. Yeah. I think part of that is just because the Warriors have maybe started a little slower. I wonder if that's a, a product of just when the season started this year, too. Chris Paul is out, so the Rockets just aren't the same team that we right. thought they would be. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard is out, yes. so the Spurs haven't taken that lead. So, so a Spurs-Warriors game on Thursday night that we're kind of like mildly in. Like, I've, which of course means the Spurs will just like work them tonight. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Gay is going to go for fifty. Yeah, but I do think that those three teams we just mentioned will eventually separate to the top, yeah. and then everyone else we're going to have to determine. But those three will go to the top, and like they were last year. The funny thing is, is it's almost like this, um, like the, the same way we're talking about Milwaukee, where we were like, oh, Milwaukee, we had these high expectations, but they're not quite as good. Like, it, strangely, like I actually find watching like the Wolves. I have, I'm not impressed with a single performance by them, yet they are... Did you watch the Thunder games? I did watch the Thunder games, and I thought that they were, like, by far, like, like the Thunder should have beaten them in both games. I, and I think the most impressive thing to that, as somebody who's watched the Wolves a lot the yeah. last three years, is that they were able to take a very close game well, and this is close the thing. it. 4-0 in, cl- in, cl- in close games before. right now. Yeah. You said never have. Four happen. of their five wins have come with under three points or less. That is one major solution, because I was telling you guys, like, in, you know, a little bit ago, that they lost so many games in last year. In the third year. quarter, even, yeah. Right. Like, where they would just right. get worked in the third quarter. Right. So what's the change? Jimmy Butler. Okay. Jimmy Butler, and then also what Jimmy Butler gives the other guys. Andrew Wiggins, for example, the first, uh, the reason that they won, ended up winning the first Thunder game. I mean, he literally just opens up so much for him that he never had before. And it's a different, I don't know exactly, you know, it's not the traditional like, oh, spacing, like spread everyone out, but he lets him cut and it's been amazing to watch. Are the Wolves fun? No. I refuse to watch them no. for the most part just because I find them to be a slog. Yeah. Like, but, I, I'm sure it's fine, but like even Towns, that's a guy I really loved coming out of college. I really wanted him to be the next guy. And like, as someone who had to watch Anthony Davis a bunch, he was always kind of the guy you wanted Anthony Davis to be because he was defensive, like just monster, or yeah. had the potential to be that, but also was big enough. He could shoot already. He didn't have to develop that on the next level. And I look at him, I'm like, why aren't you in the MVP discussion? You Carl, should be that good. Carl is really hard to watch on defense. Yeah. Really hard to watch on defense. He's and then, spacing out a little bit a couple of times. I've, I've like there, people have been like isolating. He like, does, wow, and it's frustrating because it. it's like we're like, dude, you have the athletic tools. Like right. you should be able to do this. And especially like against uh, the Pelicans, where he's facing two former UK guys, and also like Anthony Davis. You got to think like when Anthony Davis is about to play him, he's like, this guy is taking my spot as like the power forward to be in the conversation. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's just, he's kind of surpassed him. And because, you know, Davis has been stuck on a couple of Pelicans teams. So they like really go at him. There's a couple and of teams though, like with the wolves where I'm like profoundly unentertained by their bench units. And that's like a big part of it. Like right. towns, like I don't actually, you're not into boss. Yeah. Not Shabazz, just boss. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I find like I actually enjoy watching like the weird Thunder second unit with right. Felton and Abrinas and then Abrinas. one of the stars. He's really good. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's really fun. And like I, I enjoy We've it. come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like the Wolves bench unit, whether it's with or without Jamal, I'm just like, God, this sucks because it's like Tibbs ball, but with guys who, who are bad. Yeah. Right. I will say that Tyus Jones is getting more playing time because he's very frustrated with Teague on defense and he is entertaining. Is. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm so, sure T loves that. Yeah. I will say that we were a little worried about the Wolves there for a little bit. They didn't start as hot as we thought we, yeah, they would. But, but we look at the standings now, and they're uh, effectively third yeah. in the Western Conference. I think it's big while some of the teams that we expect to rise to the top are still kind of figuring things out, waiting for guys to get back. Some of these teams are just banking wins, which if you think about it, I mean, it, people, we always say that the beginning of the season doesn't mean much, mm-hmm. but it kind of does. Yeah. Like, and I think there's actually been evidence. You know, the Magic are going to go to the playoffs, and I bet, I, yeah, I bet, 100%. 100% think they're going to the playoffs, and I 100% give it to them based on the fact that they got off to a really hot start. They believe in themselves. They can beat any team, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I was, I was present in, not in Philly, but I was present for a Sixers team that started the season and 10 and 0 and like pretty much went to the finals off of that in 2001 right. Right. so it's like you can really do a lot for yourself by having a great start to the season right their energy right now feels like Miami's second half of last season yeah. they're like yes. you know what we're a unit so we're funky tough. you have yeah. no idea where like right. all the points are going to come from right. on any given night it's a perfect situation for Jonathan Isaac to just do stuff apparently Aaron Gordon is like is is his is just amazing. Better now. than Steph Curry from the three. Yeah, exactly. What I would, is he I mean, now? I've like sixty percent. <laughs> it's up there. It's wild. It's not. That, is that sustainable? Probably that is, not. That's saying the entire season actually. Yeah, sixty percent from three. Yeah, <laughs> the entire season. The shot so. doesn't look bad though. Yeah, like I'm encouraged by what he's doing. Yeah, and Vucevic is like I think they've been able to. Uh, Kevin O'Connor wrote about this a little bit the other day. It's just I think his stretch uh, provides more space for some of these other guys, and just allowing guys like Fournier who are fine to do a little bit more. I mean, when mm-hmm. they have the space, when they have opportunities, I think these are the guys that are good enough to take advantage of a, a soft Eastern Conference. Yeah. Let's wrap this up with a little bit of buying and selling the Wall Street way. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it about to crash? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, I know. Seriously. Uh, I want to hear about you guys buying and selling stock on a couple of players here. So I'll just toss some names out of there. All right. Let's start with Victor Oladipo. Mm. Mr. Indiana. You know, that's my boy. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to see him thriving. Mm. Uh, this is exactly what I <laughs> yeah, was hoping for. Yeah, now that he's out from under the yoke of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> right. Right. Him and Kevin Ollie. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, what are you going to do when you place like a lesser player trying to do the exact same thing next to like one of the best guys in you yeah, know, I that just, play style in the let, league? Let's just be clear. Like, I watched those games last year. Like, Old Depot sucked. It wasn't like God, Russell's I know. fault that he was I know. Even, like, yeah. even when they let him handle the ball, jumper, like yeah. in the second unit in the playoffs, like, he drove in like passively, would not draw fouls. I'm like, dude, this is supposed to be your game. Like, you're not posted up like on the perimeter anymore. Like, this is what you're supposed to be good at. I 100 but... chalked this up, by the way, to the Oregon style uniforms that Indiana's got now. I'm not in on those. Yeah, no. Oh my god, I love them. Are they're you serious? Dope. You don't like them? Yeah. They're fine. There's a lot of like like lines going on. I, okay, I just ordered Justin one for Christmas, so this is very weird. I'll <laughs> rock it if you buy right. it for me. Which player did you get him? Uh, Depot. So oh, okay. I want some bonus. I'm taking it back. <laughs> uh, so you're you're buying more Depot stock, or do you think this is as high um, as the stock is going to go? Yeah, I'm just keeping my stock. Okay. I'm happy for him. Okay. You know. I'm kind of selling. Nice. I don't really get it. That's what I like. I've never been a huge Oladipo fan. Uh, I know he went second overall, but that was a really weak draft. Uh, you're looking at a guy who career-wise is shooting 35% from three. Uh, he's currently shooting 50%. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, I think he works for this team because he kind of has to be the guy. Right. And we've talked about this going into the season. Right. Like, if the Pacers are going to be good, Oladipo really needs to be the frontline guy. I'm just not sold on him uh, being that dude. I, I think... You know, they're reaching for stars. And Sabonis isn't going to shoot 100% from the field for the rest I know, of the, the Aaron Gordon factor. Uh, right. Buying or selling on the 5-3 and three Detroit Pistons? Haley. <laughs> well, I mean, the Pistons overall, I'm not really sure how long they can keep this up. Um, Tobias looks great, but he's also, like, very inconsistent. So yeah. we'll see he how that— He also definitely thinks that he's, like, 
vintage mellow. Someone called him Diet Mellow on Twitter the other day. <laughs> Did he respond? I don't think so, <laughs> but it was a great line. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it's really good. I'm stealing that. Um, I am proud of Drummond, but um, right now through 20 attempts, he's shooting 70% from the line. Way to go. Great. Great job, But guy. at this time last year, he was under 50%, and that obviously dipped down. Sure. Tremendously. So hopefully this will even out at like, 60-something. 60 60-something. 60 yeah. That would be a still huge improvement. Right. The Lakers game uh, put the fear in me. Yes. They should have kind of gone in there right. and taken care of a team right. that's pretty bad. Yeah. How are you going to end that trip like that? Yeah, yeah. the Lakers yeah. are looking to get, like, smashed on a nightly basis. Like, right. they're just, like, not all there. So you can get in there and get a victory. So, yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you're kind of counting on a lot of things maintaining to the season. Drummond shooting free throws, which, like, I hope so. Yeah. That'd be yeah. nice for Stanley him. Stanley Johnson can't have zero points. Right. You know what right. I mean? like, they, it's because he's need... on defense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we're as we're recording this, there's some conversation about Reggie being involved in a trade for Reggie Jackson being involved for a trade for Eric Bledsoe, which should be. Man, I think. I, don't I mean, that's get a, that, that's though. a positive if you looked at it before the season. But I would not. I would not necessarily want Reggie Jackson as the point guard for my young team. Well, yeah. If everything. Well, I mean, doing a positive is, for the Pistons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If they're doing everything off the pick and roll. Like who is like running that with Andre Drummond. Right. And isn't Bledsoe kind of just a, a diet uh, Avery Bradley to a certain extent? I guess so, yeah. That's so, true. I don't really get that. So you're yeah. buying piston stock, or are you just keeping what you have? Uh, hmm. What a conservative... Uh, I know. I'm like, I'm not taking any risks. Yeah. It feels weird. You know what? I'll buy a little bit. Okay. I'll buy... Okay. I'm not like... I'm selling it off. I'm not I don't selling believe. the farm to buy the stock, but... I don't know where the points come from. Yeah, I'm selling... I wouldn't be surprised if they made the playoffs just because I don't know who's filling out the East. Right. But other than that, they're not going to be a force. This is a pretty easy one. Buying or selling Ben Simmons stock. I don't even know if you can afford it. Woo. Oh, my. At this point? Like, yeah. no. Yeah, I can't. I just but... want a piece. I want a taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That IPO. He's great. He's yeah. awesome, great. man. Yeah. How, how do you feel? Good. Like, I feel electric. I he <laughs> he uh, the, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up every time he has the ball. I never know where he's going to pass it or if he's going to take three steps and just jam it. Mm -hmm. He is. I keep saying this out loud, and now it's starting to be true. He is Jason Kidd in T Max body, but I just okay. <laughs> sure, it took me a second to process that right. one, but maybe um, I just I love it. I love watching him play. The Sixers actually have like a weird logic to the way they work right now. I'm not like in love with their fourth quarter rotation sometimes right. when it's like last night, like it was like five minutes left. They were up by six and Ben was throwing alley-oops to Jared Bayless. That was not a good idea. <laughs> right. So I'd love to see a little bit more like definition to their to their closing lineup. But they look good, man. They're going to be like around 500, I think. Yeah. You know, when somebody like make, has this highlight and you're like, in the back of your head, all of a sudden you're like LeBron. Mm -hmm. He has done that. Yeah, it's yeah. also Multiple like when he's times. driving up the court, and then he goes from fourth to fifth gear. He's basically unguardable. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I saw him in summer league, not this past year, but the year before, mm -hmm. uh, I was at some of those games in Vegas. I was like, man, just the way he carries himself is very LeBron. Yes, yes. Like yes. I don't yes. know if it's just like the monotone facial expressions, but he has like poise and he has the big body and he has just this like feel like he knows where everything is going. Yeah, everything the ball is whipped everywhere too. Like the I love passes that. have such such speed to them. Can yeah. you believe that we are? Having a Sixers conversation and haven't yet brought up Embiid. I know. Like, that's did you actually see that good coming? for Embiid. That, it is, that good is like Embiid. good for him to go out. And if he has 12 and 10, nobody's just like, what's the matter with Embiid? Or if he has a left hand contusion, we're not having like a group like obituary for his career or whatever. It's right. like everything's fine. Are you worried that they eventually will not get along? 
No, I'm not worried about that. Okay. I can't worry about that. I okay, was you can thinking... only control what you can control. Right. Be, if they win, they'll be fine. That's what I think. Right. I think the same thing for the Cavs. I think the same thing for any NBA team. It's like as long as they're winning, cures all chemistry problems. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, we would buy Simmons stock, but we can't afford it. Uh, since I got to have my personal little platform there, Justin, mm. are you buying or selling Kemba Walker stock? <sighs> I want all of it. Yeah. I'm going to buy every single piece, even though it's going to cost too much. Like, I'm going to go into bankruptcy just buying Kemba Walker stock, uh, stock right now. I just get the vapors watching him, man. Can he get, like, can he <laughs> jump up a level, not in terms of his quality of play, but in terms of, like, the level of respect he gets? Right. Like, is he going to be in the conversation? Because last year, so often, it was like him and the Hornets were never in the conversation. Yeah. We yeah. were never talking about them. I think this would be the year, just because the East is going to be soft in terms of all-star bids. I think if he doesn't get one, it would be just like a travesty. Yeah, Kyrie, him, and John Wall should make the all-star team. Right. I think Isaiah Thomas kind of like blocked him out a little bit because that was like in a from right. nowhere a kind of like, oh, year, now yeah. there's like another really great guard here. Right. right. I think it's taken a while for people, their first introduction to, Kyrie, uh, to Kemba from the first couple seasons to catch up to what he is now. Sure. Like, I was even skeptical going, I hate to admit this, going into the NBA just because I'm like, what is he in the NBA? Right. He's like a big shot, big heart guy. Yeah. And those undersized. Guys, yeah. You look at Shabazz, right. similar type of player, just right. didn't work. Uh, and then, like, he came up in an era of point guards where it's like Chris Paul, guys who are distributing like very classic point guards, but the league is kind of caught up to him. Yeah. And in a way, like, he's caught up to the league because he wasn't a good shooter. And now he's like a plus shooter. It's sometimes on the floor now, he's the best guy on the floor. And yeah. you look at what they have, like, Dwight Howard, like, what are we going to get? from the rest of the season. Malik Monk, like, I like him, but and we all like him, but is he going to be the type of guy you can count on? I think Malik's going to have, like, ridiculous games and then games where you're like, you have right. to get this guy out of here. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, Kemba's I'm curious, making it all like, work. Do you think, okay, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, like, do you think that the change in roster, like, guys like Malik and guys like Dwight are making this happen for Kemba or Kemba is making everyone look good? I think it's a little bit of both. I think Dwight, he's really brought it this year. I said to Kevin Clark in the office, uh, former Orlando resident, that Dwight can only thrive the in the, only the most boring Orlando Magic cities fan in the yes. NBA. Except for before the season. Yeah, because he, I mean, he shouldn't be getting in trouble in Charlotte. There's nothing to get in trouble with. Uh, even Jeremy Lamb has looked good like by association. Wow, this has really turned into the Huskies alumni <laughs> I newsletter. Um, I mean, the fact that they're doing well without Nick Batum, like, and they have to work Nick Batum back into that team when he yeah. was like the only other good player on that team last year. I think it's a good sign. That's I think a plus. if I'm dying on a hill, it's that Steve Clifford is a top Wait, five coach. Wait, play his music, Kyle. Give me it. Madness. This is Sparta! Love it. Give Go me ahead. Steve Clifford, top five coach in the NBA. I love that dude. I don't think anybody's attacking that hill. It's oh. just you being like, let's fight. And everybody's like, yeah, he's a pretty good coach. All right, well, let's party <laughs> on this hill, then. <laughs> let's party on this It's like the aggressive guy right. in the cafeteria. Uh, for Haley, for Justin, I'm Chris. We'll be back next Thursday with NBA Group Chat. Thanks for joining on us. On the moon. <laughs> Basketball is very good. Today's episode of the Ringer NBA show is brought to you by Hotel Tonight. Things change, the weather changes, your mood definitely changes, so why lock yourself into plans that might change? With Hotel Tonight, you don't have to because you'll get incredible deals on awesome hotels, even at the last minute. Booking on Hotel Tonight gives you the freedom and flexibility to play things by ear while knowing you'll score a great price and a great place to stay. Or... 
if you're the type who likes to plan ahead and have things locked down, you can actually book a room in advance with Hotel Tonight, up to seven days in advance everywhere, and up to 100 days in advance in certain major cities. Whether you need a room for tonight, tomorrow, or beyond, you definitely want to download the Hotel Tonight app. So download the Hotel Tonight app to find seriously amazing deals now.